and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. We're here for our second ever mock draft. We did this last year. We've got some returning guests and some new guests to this mock draft experience. But I'm your host, Andy, and I'm this week joined by three guests. Our first guest is from the Franchise Tag podcast. Back with me for a second time on the mock draft is Freddie Hall. How are you, mate? Yeah, doing really well, thank you. Really good. Very excited for draft day. It feels like it's been a long time coming. Yeah, I know. It's um, certainly one of the best days of the year. I mean, it's, um, you know, for fans like me, it's not going to be as exciting this year because, you know, our team's not involved in the first round. Thank you, Stephen Ross. But, you know, for some fan bases, like Panthers fans especially, they must be stoked about this draft. Texans fans must be excited. If your team is a team that is, you know, in the top five or team that's got multiple first round picks, or even a team like, especially this year, the Lions and the Seahawks, where you had a good season, but because of trades, you've got these high round picks. It must be even more exciting. Uh, but of course, if you love the NFL like me, you'll enjoy the draft, even if your team's not really involved. Um, our second guest, um, so before, actually before we carry on, Freddie does have picks 159, 13, 17, 21, 25 and 29. So he'll be very active and he'll be having the first pick of this draft. Um, now, our second guest is another Freddie, another Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, back with us again mm-hmm. is Freddie Harper-Davis. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm a bit gutted I haven't got the uh, Steelers pick, but uh, I can pick for the Ratbirds instead. So uh, lucky me. Um, And uh, as a neutral tonight, I've got even got my NFL jersey out. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. And Mm. thanks for having me on, Andy. That's okay. No problems. Always a pleasure having you on, all of you on again. You've all been on my podcast many times before, and it's always a a blast to have you on again. Um, Our final guest is a Bengals fan who we know from previous episodes. Back with us again is Touchdowns Rory Joe Daniels. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. You've stitched me up a little bit with all the Steelers Steelers (laughs) fans. I'm here in in a minority here. Yeah, we've got half of the AFC North in, in this episode, and it's um all you now the Browns fan and Ravens fan, and we're complete. But um of course, um Freddie, you have the um Bengals pick. So um even even more of a bullet to the wound that um Rory, your Bengals pick is being taken over by a fellow Steelers fan. Yeah, that could be a little bit awkward depending on uh, which direction <laughs> we're gonna. Yeah, it's a question of whether you Freddie's gonna absolutely nuke the Bengals' future by his pick, but um <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. Um, last year's mock draft, we didn't have trades, but this year we're ramping up, spicing that by including trades. So we've all got each other's numbers and we will privately amongst ourselves, if we want to, uh, initial uh, initiate trades. And this could be, so right now, you know, teams could have the eighth pick or the 12th pick, but this could all change during the episode. So it should be the exciting one. And of course, when a trade is um, announced or agreed amongst people privately, they will let me know and then we'll alert you all in the trade. And of course, each person has two minutes to make their pick. Uh, maximum they can take 10. If they want to, they can take 10 seconds if they know their pick already, but they've got a maximum of two minutes to make their pick. Um, obviously, we will short that down for the um, listeners. So you won't get the t- full two minutes if you're, if you're listening or watching on YouTube. But we're going to get going. So I'm going to get my phone a second. I'm going to quickly put Freddie on the clock. So. So the 2023 Across the Pod podcast mock draft has begun. And Freddie Hall, you are on the clock. Uh, Carolina Panthers trading all the way up to number one. I'm not going to need two minutes to pick this one. I think this is, the, what a, this is a sure bet, this one. A couple of rumours of week, but it, it might not be. But uh, I've got Carolina Panthers taking Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. Finally get the quarterback of their future. Um, it's just been turbulent, hasn't it, with the quarterbacks in the Carolina. But now they go and get Bryce Young, who, who's such a talented quarterback and is, is really going to hopefully light up the NFL. And is he someone that, you yourself would pick, or is this someone you think maybe the Panthers would take, or would um, is he the guy that you think is the is the guy for the Panthers? I mean, I, I, there was a, a stat that I saw that about one of the guys over at Franchise Tech told me, but Frank Reich has never had a quarterback who was under six one or six two or something like that. That's why people started to lead towards CJ Stroud because of the height. Um, and you know, Bryce Young is smaller, but he's such a capable quarterback, and he. He's really a, a special, special talent. And, I mean, the Panthers need to take a punt on someone here because they they need some sort of direction. It's just been hit you know, hit and miss every time Carolina Panthers for the last you know, four years, really. 
Um, it's fine. It's time to replace Cam Newton, which they never really did. And uh, I, I think Young's got a lot of potential to succeed in the NFL. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, there was a quarterback I think I prefer, but I, I can see I can see why Bryce Young would be taken. Um, so number two pick is Freddie Harper Davis. So Freddie, you are now on the clock. Well, I was tempted to take the uh, quarterback in uh, that you might be thinking of there, Andy, being a, a Florida fan there. Um, <laughs> so I could I couldn't guess for a minute which which person you might mean, but I'm going to take a risk here because I think that the Texans are a team that could probably do with bolstering their roster before they look at a quarterback. So with the Texans and the second pick of the uh, 23 draft, I'm going with Will Anderson, edge Ooh. from Alabama. That is interesting. That is interesting. Not only because I have the next Texans pick, but yeah, there's been a lot of talk about about that. And I think there's several there's rumors that the Texans aren't happy or aren't convinced by a quarterback. And they, you know, with Miko Ryan's coming in as their new head coach, the 49ers past and defensive background, I think, there's a lot, and there's, there's, I think for me, he is my favorite defensive player of the draft. I think he is so so talented, and I I do think that there's that potential. I think that would spice things up with number three pick coming up, which is obviously owned by uh, Rory, which is obviously Arizona the Cardinals. Um, so now we only have one quarterback taken. Um, but Rory, you are on the clock. Yeah, so I think if this was the case on draft night, I think the Cardinals would be pretty much trying to trade out of this pick. I think they'd be listening to um, to phone calls. So you are wanting to trade up. So there's a trade alert for all of listeners. Um, what is the trade we're going to get? Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, I think the Cardinals prefer not to drop too far uh, in a situation like this. If Will Anderson had been on the board, I would have gone with Anderson. Um, but I know there's there's a few issues around Tyree Wilson, maybe with an injury history. Um, so I think they'll, they'll try and get out of it. And I would have the Raiders coming up. I think you'd have to probably chuck a, a future a future one at them, um, and then something this year, maybe maybe a third round or something like that for the for the four spots. So if we go with something like that, um, the Raiders jump up, um, and CJ Stroud would would be my my selection there. Um, he's got a little bit of stick in the, the last few days, but I think it, uh, he, he is the, the second-best quarterback. He, he's probably more pro-ready than Richardson. Richardson's got the higher ceiling, but I think the Raiders really need um, a plan after Jimmy G. I don't think it's a long-term solution, and I think Stroud just dropping to, to, to the Cardinals gives them a shot at moving up and, and snagging him as the, the QB of the future. But yeah, our first trade of the draft, very exciting stuff. It's um, you know, it's not the one I thought was gonna be the first one. I didn't think maybe that'd be the one, but I think they're a team desperate for a quarterback, and I think that is something I think we could see, especially if in real life the Texans do take a defensive player. I think we'll see not as a raid, I think we'll see a lot of teams like the Raiders, they will go and trade up. And I think that that third spot for the Cardinals could be one for them. But it all depends for them because I think they could have a defensive player they just love, and I think they could take that and that'll be there'll be no questions asked. But that really leads on to my pick, and that means I am on the clock. So I have the fourth pick, which is the Indianapolis Colts after their 4-12-1 season. Now, do I trade up? There's a lot of talk of it, but I think with the quarterback still there, at four, might be a bit of a reach, but I'm going to take at four, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida, and he is going to the Indianapolis Colts as their new quarterback. They've had years and years of these pocket passes, very immobile quarterback, you know, Matt Ryan, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz. But this time they got a completely different quarterback, a complete change of approach. And I think this one, I think give him time to adapt. I don't think you put him in straight away. I think if you give him at least one year, if not two years, to sit behind a veteran, whether that's Matt Ryan, whether that's someone else, I think that's perfect. I think if you put him in starting week one of his first year, I think he will ultimately struggle. But I think if you give him at least one year, if not two years, if not even three years as a backup to whoever the veteran is there, um, I do think that that will help him massively. Because if you look at his college tape, Freddie will notice more than anyone else being the being a big college watcher as well as you, Rory. Um, he is someone that has got massively consistency. You look at his his stats it's not great and it's very Josh Allen-esque and I don't know whether he'll be ever be as good as Josh Allen but I think the upside is there um I refuse to get hyped about his combine because you know there's no there's no edge rush on him there's no defensive back in coverage against the wide receivers he's throwing to so but looking at his college shape he's very exciting 
Uh, but I just don't know whether he needs to be starting straight away. But if the Colts do take him, uh, it's a question of do they just try and, you know, with, with the players they've got there in some areas, I think they could could start in week one, but I think that would be a, a disastrous move. Um, now, number five, the team that I would have loved to have seen Richardson go to, but he's gone to the Colts. It's back with Freddie Hall, who has the Seahawks pick. Yeah, I think if Richardson was on the board, I'd be tempted with this with the Seahawks. I've seen a lot of that mocked about, but I think given how the boards fell, um, I, I I know he's had a bad rep during the combine because of the, the off-the-field issue stuff, but someone like Pete Carroll, he knows how to deal with college players, and uh, he had a rich history in college and knows how to deal with the young talent. I, I think uh, there, there needs to be a defensive player, and it's got to be Jalen Carter for me, the defensive tackle, arguably the most impressive Defensive player in the draft. I mean, Will Anderson definitely close there as well. Some people prefer Anderson over Jalen Carter, but this guy could really be transformational in the defensive tackle position for the Seahawks, who have had a struggling defense for a while. Um, it would have been tempting if Richardson was there. I know Will Levis is still on the board, Hendon Hook is still on the board. Um, but I think Richardson would have sort of fit the Seattle system at the minute. I don't think the other two really do. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh who could be a, a real game wrecker, maybe potentially defensive player of the year in uh, next year's NFL season. So Jenna Carter out of Georgia defensive player. Uh there has been a trade, but before we do that, um with Carter, I think he is obviously one of the biggest talking points, of course. He said he'd only work out for um teams in the top ten, and I think that could be wise, but at the same time, with all the stuff off the field, there's certainly a risk that he could fall. What do you think, Freddie, will happen to him on draft day? Do you think he will still be a top 10 pick or can you see him potentially having a fall like Aaron Rodgers, like Johnny Mantell, like Lamar Jackson in the past? So, I mean, some people have told me that a lot of teams in the top 10 are out on him. I just don't believe it. I Michael Parsons had issues off the field when he came out and he was seen as a like top five talent. Could he get picked in top five? That more came out and I said he'd drop out of the top 10. I I. I a lot, well, I see a drop out of top 10 and then people have said to me like, well, you said he wasn't going to be very good. No, I didn't say I didn't say he wasn't going to be good. I just thought he'd drop out of top 10 because of them issues. And he did. He, he dropped to 12 or whatever it was to the Cowboys. I think the same thing could happen to Jalen Carter, but I can't see him going. I, I could see the Seahawks maybe going for Tyree Wilson at edge, maybe an edge player rather than a D tackle. But I think if, if he's there for the Lions, they'd be really tempted. And I think, the I mean, the Bears would have played, what a game they would have played, trading out the number one spot. Everyone was saying maybe they could take Jalen Carter with the number one pick and then moving down to nine and still getting Jalen Carter. Um, I can't see him falling out of top ten. I think it, it, I think the Lions, the Bears, the Eagles, the Hawks are all teams that could do with him. Um, so I, I just can't see it happening. Okay. Uh, I mentioned there's been a trade. There's been a trade between myself and Freddie, uh, Harper Davis Freddie. Um, so the Cardinals, sorry, the Falcons at eight will now move up to the number six spot with the Lions who go down to eight spot. And the Lions also get a second and a third uh, round pick as well from next year's draft. So with the Falcons at six, they are taking uh, cornerback Devin Witherspoon at the number six spot. This is a team that has upgraded their second day with Jesse Bates. But I think to add someone else who's still available, like uh, Devin Witherspoon, the first cornerback off the board, um, I think is a chance they can't turn down, with, especially with the Cardinals coming up next. So that is the pick at number six with the Atlanta Falcons, which means now over to seven, back with the Cardinals. So yeah, over to the Cardinals at pick number seven with Roy. Uh, yeah, so Cardinals got a little bit of value by going backwards. Um, and I think that, that's probably played into their hands here because they've got needs absolutely everywhere. So um, they'll be looking at a few different options. And I think in this case, I will go... I think I'll go with Tyree Wilson. Um, so they, they could have took him at three um, and he's still sat there at seven. So they've got, got the value out of that. Um, and I think he'd be nice a nice addition to to their defence. They've got MyJ my Sanders penciled in as a starter there. And Cam Thomas, so I think Wilson would be an upgrade over over those two guys. Obviously, they're only rookies last year, so there's a lot of potential there. But I think Wilson comes in, strengthens that area straight away, and um, big physical guy, so different in shape to Sanders. Um, and I think they got a good good defensive piece and some extra picks out of it. So I think they'll be happy. Yeah, great stuff. And for you, Rory, um, the Cardinals. 
they're a team that is going to miss Kyler Murray for you know a lot of the season coming up. DeAndre Hopkins might be on the move. Budapest has handed in a um, a trade request. So, how how fearful are you of the Cardinals going to season? I mean, there's a lot of talk of them being in the top three, if not the number one pick in the 2024 draft. But where, where do you see them for them? Do you think that they've still got any potential of doing something this season? Or do you think that they are a team that could really struggle unless they get an absolute gem in, in this draft and, and completely change that narrative? I think it's going to be difficult when you look at the the depth chart. There's a lot of holes. And I think that's what this draft has to be about. It has to be, can we get some key marquee players? Can we fill some of those gaps? They're going to have to stick with Murray. The contract's difficult to, to manoeuvre around. They've made that commitment to him. So now it's about plugging in players where they can. So offensive line, they're going to need need players. They're going to need an edge rusher and, and the secondary is pretty weak as well. So if they can find some solutions, they're not going to do it all in one season, find some solutions. And then next season, if, they're in, if they are in the top five, again, there will be, there will be questions to be had because obviously they might get a shot at somebody like Caleb Williams or, or Drake May as a, as a quarterback. So then they'll have to ask the question of Murray. But it's a rebuilding season, and this is the, the first building blocks. Interesting, interesting. Um, now it's the eighth pick. Um, over back to Freddie, who of course was part of that trade with me, that with the Falcons up to six and the Lions staying in eighth. So, Freddie, who are you taking with the Lions at number eight? Do you mind if I I'll have a cheeky question? Can I ask um where we are with the draft? Because I'm a li- I've got a bit lost. I got the top sort of four or five picks, and I'm starting to lose it already. We're only at pick eight. Do you mean players, or do you mean just what teams? Players, if, if possible. So, yeah, it was um, Bryce Young, Den Will Anderson, CJ Stroud via the Raiders, uh, Anthony Richardson at the Colts, Jalen Carter at five, uh, Devin Witherspoon at six via, via trade with the Falcons and the Lions, seven, the Cardinals taking Tyree Wilson, which means now you're eight with the Lions. Ideal. The guy I want still there. That's right. Um, so, <laughs> with the Lions... Traded down, got a couple of future picks. Well, a third this year and a second next year, um, as well as their two first rounders, um, which I've got both. So uh, I'm in charge of getting the Lions to the Super Bowl in the next couple of years, and uh, that's going to happen. And um, I thought again, I picked an edge with the Texans pick, um, and I'm going to do exactly the same with the Lions, and I'm going to take Lucas Van Ness, the edge from Iowa. Fascinating, fascinating. I mean, I'm looking at his stats. I mean, he's got he had 13 sacks in college, 19 tackles for loss. He's a guy that you know I think is certainly a first round talent, and I think that he has got potential. I mean, again, I you probably you guys watch a lot more college than I do, but looking at his stats, he looks like an absolute beast. Um, in terms of the Lions, of course, news came out this week about players being suspended for betting. Um, obviously, Jameson Williams, who missed most of last season through injury. Even though betting on different sport, he was still in the facility, and other players as well be, have been have given either half the season or full season bans. How much do you think this impacts their season? Because they're a team that last season were the the media darlings. They're a team that was almost everyone's second team at one point, and they're Sean NFC North fan because they were a team that everyone knows Dan Campbell, Jared Goff redemption was there. It was a great story, and they almost made the playoffs, and really they could have made it on the last day having beat Green Bay as well. Um, do you think this impacts them at all, Freddie? Or do you think that this is still a team that can still challenge for not only the division, but also a, a playoff spot? I think realistically, um, particularly now with the the betting in America going legal in more states, it's becoming more available. So this sort of thing is going to happen more and more regularly in the NFL. It's a new thing. And um, all of us are, well, relatively young people. Um, and... Um, we all like new stuff. So I think with NFL players, this is going to be quite a regular thing for a few years. Um, and it's not going to be just in the Lions facility. It's going to be everywhere. And I think Calvin Ridley was the suspension that the NFL handed down to him is an example of what's going to happen going forward. I think the, the suspensions for um, Jameson Williams, and I can't remember the other guy who was um, who had a six game ban for non NFL betting was pretty harsh, but um that that's what the suspension is, so it should put off others from doing the same. I don't think it'll make a big difference to the lines going forward, though. No, uh, I I think it could maybe temporarily, but I think you know I think they got enough of a team there, even without this play. I mean, they managed last season most of it without Williams anyway, most of it. So I think they'll be absolutely fine. Um, right, 
heading over to pick number nine, which is Corsa Bears, which obviously got that pick despite being the worst team in the league last year by that trade of the Panthers all those weeks ago. Um, so back now with uh, Freddie Hall. Um, for who are you taking with number nine pick? I am doing this purely out of vanity for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I am going to trade with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago <laughs> Bears again. Um, it won't be including the second round pick that we got from the Bears. I think it'll be a future first and maybe a, a mid you know, a, a, a mid pick, uh, third round, fourth round, maybe even a, a third round this year, fourth round next year. I think the Steelers will want to keep hold of that second round pick, considering it's the quote unquote thirty second pick, I suppose, of, of the first round. So I'm going to have the Steelers trading up with the Bears, and the Bears going down to seventeen. And because he's on the board, and I really thought he would have been off the board by now. Um, I really wanted to focus on the O line for the Steelers, but with Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. Uh, I think we 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 would we would be silly not to try and make a move up if he was there because I, I think you want to go up and get him. Um, I mean the, the the teams in between us maybe wouldn't be thinking about that. I mean if he was slipping, I mean the Commanders would definitely take a look at it. I think the Pats would take, be take, definitely be taking a look at it. Even the Texans, I suppose, would, would maybe have a think about it because they need to strengthen them areas as well. But Christian Gonzalez for a lot of people is the number one corner in this. In this draft, I mean, Devin Witherspoon's also really good as well. But the corner out of Oregon, we've, we've brought in Patrick Peterson, but it was our entire problem for the last two years has been corner and O line. And if we're, we're addressing corner with this pick, I'd hope we address O line with the next pick. Um, I mean, you could even go and take Peter Sokronsky here, but I, I quite like. I think I feel like there's a couple of O linemen that maybe could slip into that second round, but we could we could maybe pinch in the uh at the start of the second so yeah gonzalez from oregon i'm taking so you weren't tempted by maybe one of your former player's sons maybe that's uh, that seems like the the hot the hot I mean, the, the feel good story it's the narrative isn't it i think if he's still there that at 17 we've got we're definitely going to consider it and i think it's definitely a very Steelers thing to do to do sort of a romanticized pick like that um but with gonzalez on the board there i just couldn't I couldn't see him fall anymore. I, I, I think he's he's definitely a top ten talent, and I I I honestly thought that the um that uh, you were gonna t uh, sorry that that Freddie was gonna take him with the Lions pick going down to eight, but he went for Lucas Van Ness instead, which is equally a very good pick. Um, so I thought, well, if he's there, you got you got to go take him. No, I think that's interesting and there's certainly hopefully going to be more trade picks in, in this podcast it's um and i'm hoping in, in the real draft uh, like we saw a bit last year with it was a, mental last year wasn't it, it oh was so it was last year it was amazing i thought it was one of the best drafts i've watched in terms of that because no one there was no i didn't see a single rumor going into the stat draft that aj brown was going to be going to the titans or even so when that sorry from the titans to the eagles and i think that it's it was a shock for me i mean i went to a wedding that weekend so i downloaded the whole draft and watched it on the train um, to North Wales. And it, it was just, I couldn't believe it because they they mentioned, I think they go to an advert break maybe, and they were saying there's a big trade coming up. There's been a trade just announced. And then they come back from the break and Rich Eisen's there and they're announcing the, the, the trade. And it's um, it's just, I, I don't know whether we'll get that every time. It's a bit like deadline day in the UK. Everyone thinks it's going to be like when Torres and Andy Cowell left on deadline day. But most deadline days are pretty uneventful, and this draft could be the same thing. But I'm I'm hoping that this year that we can trade out because I want to see us take a big offensive line um, talent. But I, I think I, I love I love to see another big trade. I mean, Derek Henry is the one I think the big player that could be traded. There's a lot of talk of him going to the Eagles, who are next on the clock. But I think that I'm hoping we'll see a big trade, as long as it's not someone from my team leaving, unless it's someone like Ibanogami, who I'm I'd be happy to see leave. But otherwise, I think that it's um. Yeah, I'm hoping it'll be a good, it'll be a good day. Um, now to the tenth overall pick, which is the of course the uh, NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles, who got this pick via New Orleans Saints with a 14 and three record in 2022. Freddie, uh, over to you for your pick at number ten. I'm struggling here because the Eagles' needs are mostly in the def defense because they got absolutely ripped apart in free agency. Um, but in the key position such as safety, I don't I don't really fancy taking a, a safety at 10. I think that's too high in the draft for the quality of player that we are. So I'm gonna trade with myself. Okay. And I'm gonna trade with the Patriots 
So they are take you are at 14. Okay. Yep. And I am going to trade that. Again, it's only up four picks in sort of middle of the first round. So that will be for a um probably a third round pick in a future second. I don't think it's going to be involving a, a first round pick again. Um so that's well, I think that the Eagles will pick up a few more draft picks that they can address the many holes that has been incurred from through agency. And I think that's a move that they might make. So uh, I'm going to move the Pats up. And now I need to just consider who I'm going to pick with the Patriots because I was thinking <laughs> about the Eagles moving down rather than the Patriots moving up. But I suspect it will be a wide receiver, but I've just got to try and think which one for the Pats. So uh, two minutes past now. <laughs> Let me have a I'll think about it. And if anyone wants to double trade, then uh, feel free to let me know. But it will be a Patriots pick, I suspect. It trust me you'd go wide receiver here, because I'd I'd thought they were maybe looking for more of a defensive back with with the, the retirees that they've had and and also maybe strengthen that O-line. I mean, a load of rumours are that Patriots are interested in a quarterback as well, you know. I mean, you yeah. really for a curveball here, Freddie, if Patriots traded up for Will Levis at number 10. I mean, I'm not picking I'm not picking Will <laughs> Levis out of principle. He's not going anywhere, anywhere in my picks. I'm not picking Will Levis at all. So uh, maybe somebody else who can, uh, can have him. Um, I think with the Patriots, though, is that they are so poor at drafting wide receivers is that if they're going to go and get a good one, they're going to have to go right right up the draft to go and pick one. I was wondering whether to go for um, Jordan Addison because, as you'll know as well, Freddie, being a, a Steelers fan, how good he was with Kenny Pickett um, at Pitt. And he didn't have the best of seasons at USC last year. But no, I am going to go Ohio State. So I'm going to go with... the. Uh, um, <laughs> this is a pronunciation job here. Jackson Smith. Najiba? I think that's it, isn't it? I think that's it. Najiba, yeah. From Ohio State wide receiver. Okay. Um, pick number 11. Uh, somebody just turned down my trade offer. Um, number 11 is going to be um, Rory Joe with the Tennessee Titans pick. Yeah, so Freddie's just made my job a little bit easier because I was stuck on on two players there, and one of them was Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, because obviously the Titans traded away AJ Brown uh, last season, and that didn't work out too well for them. So I think they will be looking at wide receiver this draft, but they also have a. I think they need extra picks along the offensive line, so we're going to go with and Jigba's teammate at Ohio State, Paris Johnson. Um, we're going to take him we've got Andre Dillard they signed from the Eagles uh, penciled in at left tackle and Nicholas Petit Frere um, who they drafted last year at right tackle so to me those jobs are, are up for grabs um, and they'll make it work Johnson's played on the inside for Ohio State in one season at left tackle last year I think he can get better um, it wasn't perfect uh, but there's a lot of upside with him and I think he could be the future left tackle for the Titans. Okay, interesting. I was convinced you were going wide receiver there with um with the Titans, but again, I think he, it's often the case where even if there's a position you need more, if there's a player you love, that's just that's that you can't miss on, and he's there. So with the 12th overall pick, we got the Houston Texans once again, which is a pick that they got via the Deshaun Watson trade um with the Cleveland Browns. So. Uh, this gives a clear way, but I've not got with me any unpeeled bananas. I've not got with me any mayonnaise-filled coffee mugs. I'm picking number 12, Will Levis, the quarterback by the Houston Texans. They didn't get one of number two. They didn't get Strab, Young, and Richardson. The next best is Will Levis, and he is going 12th overall to the Houston Texans. Freddie, thoughts on that? <laughs> Uh, I mean, anybody who puts mayonnaise in their coffees is a Roman, so no. <laughs> right, we are going to head to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to conclude this mock draft with the rest of our picks. See you guys in a bit. Yeah! 
and welcome back to our mock draft. There has been a trade. So I have traded the 24th pick from the Jaguars plus two future third rounders for the number 13 overall pick, which is owned by the New York Jets. Now, the reason why I offered this trade to Freddie uh, was because I was surprised this guy was still on the board. I think he's my favorite guy in this position in the draft, and I'm surprised. I thought he'd go number nine. I thought he'd go maybe go number eight at a stretch. But I'm going for offensive lineman Peter Skoransky for the loss for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that they had a great end to the season. They just the chance to get him available, more protection for Javel Lawrence. It's just a thing they can't really turn down. So yeah, he is going 13th overall. Peter Skoransky. Of course, anyone listening who went to the Dublin college game between Northwestern um, and I forget the other team now uh, in the Aviva Stadium last year. Um, he was playing in that game. So if you are listening and your team does, if you went to that game and your team does take him, you know that you've already seen your future offensive lineman play uh, live NFL football or college football. Um, now, back to the 14th, which was a trade that Freddie did amongst himself with the 10th and 14th overall pick between the Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with you, Freddie. Who are the Eagles taking at 14? Oh, this is so difficult. <laughs> Um. Well, during the during the break, I was trying to come up with some eagle suggestions because I'm still struggling. I am going to take a bit of a punt here, which is a bit surprised because I had him in another mock draft I did. I had him going to the Steelers, but I am going to go with a Maryland player. I'm going to go with Deontay Banks, cornerback from uh, Maryland. Okay, okay. Been looking at his his college career. He had eighty three tackles in his career, so he's a guy that you know has can you can see from the stats there that he's got he could easily play in the nickel position. Uh, got a couple of interceptions as well, so he can he can do that part of the game as well. And yeah, he was one of the ones I looked at actually for the twenty fourth overall pick, but when Scrant came available, I couldn't turn him down. Um, back to number fifteen overall pick, which is Green Bay Packers. Of course, they. Could have a lot more picks in this first round if the Rogers trade does go in by Thursday. But at the moment, in our mock draft, the time of recording, which is currently 28 or 29 minutes past eight on a Monday afternoon, he's still a Packer for now. But for you, Rory, with the 15th overall pick, who are the Packers taking? So we're going to take Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Oh, uh, end. <laughs> um, I think... We need to give Jordan Love some weapons, and I don't think the wide receivers that are on the board at this point uh, fit the mould that the Packers usually would would draft. They're very small, so Packers have quite stringent thresholds for sizes of wide receivers. Um, so in this case, Mayer comes in and he'd be the, the starting tight end straight away, um, and he'd give Love a bit of a safety blanket in his first full, full season. He obviously has been waiting in the wings behind Rodgers. Um, and to have that guy over the middle like Mayer, the big hulking tight end, um, I think that'll help his game. I could have gone Kincaid, but there's an injury history there, and he's more of a a, a true receiving tight end. Um, and I think Mayer's just that sort of chain mover that would help in Green Bay. That, that's annoying me because I was really wanting to take him next with the commanders. Um, I, I think Mayer is a fantastic, pro, uh, fantastic prospect. He is... By far my favourite tight end prospect this year. I, I, having watched his YouTube highlights and having seen his stats, looking at now 18 touchdowns in college, just over 2,000 yards in this time, which I think is an amazing stat for a college, for college tight end. So I think he, for me, um, is, is a fantastic product. And I think that the Packers do get him. Of course, Tonyan was there last year. He's now a bear. Um, I think he's a perfect replacement. And I think he might even be in an upgrade. So, yeah, that is 15. That really gives away what my 16 pick might be. But I'm going for the other tight end I like, which is Dalton Kincaid going to the Washington Commanders. Again, someone had very good stats. I mean, 16 touchdowns in college, uh, just over 1,400 yards. This guy, I think, is very good. You mentioned the injury concern. I think that is a concern. But I think sometimes, you know, I, I think sometimes you have to just go for take the risk. And I think the Commanders, you know, they've had a lot of problems in the last few years. I think that... You know, I think if they can get a guy like Dalton Kincaid at 16, I think that will excite the fan base. And I think that that will give Sam Howell, if he is the quarterback week one, 
Um, that gives him a perfect... So they say a tight end is a, a rookie quarterback's best friend. Well, in this case, he's not a rookie, but he'll be in his first year starting. I think that they have someone like, like Dalton Kincaid to throw to. Um, it's definitely an upgrade on Logan Thomas, and I think that it's a um, great opportunity for the commanders to go and get someone as good as him. Um, now, the 17th pick, which at the moment, barring any more trades, is the Chicago Bears, and this pick is going to be for Freddie Hall. Um, who are they taking? I'm definitely going to stick here. Uh, the Bears don't need to move down again. Uh, the Bears got lots of problems, I suppose, but they're getting some solutions as well. It's a new, it's a new start really for for the Bears, I suppose, this year. Um, and because he's still, well, I didn't think he'd get to this pick. Um, and like I said, there's they're, they're weaknesses across the board with the Bears. Uh, they can definitely improve in a lot of areas. I think one of them is the O line, and because Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia, is here. I'm going to take him. He's a, a real true offensive tackle. I mean, Justin Fields, yes, we love seeing him run around, but he needs to run around a little less if he wants to extend his career. And I mean, I, he, I know he's not a rookie, but he's still sort of fresh in his Bears career. If he had his left tackle, right tackle, bookend tackle for the future um, on either side of him, I think that just fills him with a lot of confidence. And uh, Broderick Jones could certainly do it all at the tackle position. So I'm going to go for him. Okay, and then number 18th pick is once again the Detroit Lions and once again at the hands of Freddie Harper-Davis. So, Freddie, are the Lions sticking with this pick? Are they trading? And if they are taking the pick, who are they taking? Hmm. So I've taken an edge so far with my Lions pick. Sorry, I've, again, I'm distracted. I was offering <laughs> a, Andy a, a, a trade there with a, a different team. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the Lions... I don't really know again. I'm again, I'm tempted to take another punt. Um, I'm gonna go wild here because I think that, um, this is mad, but uh, oh, I don't know whether to go completely nuts and just throw this all wide open. Take a look where you're going with this. I've got a hunch, I know what you're gonna say. Hmm. Do I do it? Stressed, stressed out Lions fans waiting. <laughs> yeah. The anticipation. Because I'm thinking at what I'm thinking in their sort of because obviously their defense is the, the issue and they've picked a premium edge rusher. Um the three in my opinion, the three best cornerbacks have gone. Um no, I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna pick um it's going to break my heart because I want him to be a stealer, but I'm going to take Joey Porter Jr. Interesting, interesting. I mean, I think we were all wondering what the hell is your bold pick going to be? And I think that I'm, I'd love to know maybe at the end of the episode or maybe off camera who's going to be, but I'm very intrigued who you were thinking. But um, yeah, I think that's a good pick. I think they've already had some good defensive players, especially in defensive back. You know, Gardner Johnson's now there. It's one of the examples. And I think that get someone else in of that nature um someone who you know from from his from his genes alone could be a great nfl player um i think he's got all the potential but yeah interesting pick i i, I probably myself would have gone different position just because they've already got a good amount of cornerbacks but i think again it's that whole goes back to the whole thing about if you like a player even if he's in a position of not of need if he's there you, you love him you take him um 19th the tampa bay buccaneers um which is now going to be with Rory Joe. So, Rory, who are you taking at 19 with the Buccaneers? So, for Tampa, obviously, they will be looking for a quarterback. Um, so, they might be a team that would be looking to move up at, at some point. But in this scenario, I'm not quite sure I want to go down the Hendon Hooker route. So, I think I will also play it safe and we'll go with right tackle, Darnell Wright. So that, that Buccaneers uh, offensive line is, was decimated from what it was, um, and it's it's time to start rebuilding it back up. Um, right, I can see as a right tackle. I'm not convinced as in as a, as a left tackle, but a very strong right tackle. Uh, I think the Bucs have got Matt Feeler at right tackle, penciled in you. Steelers fans will know more about him than me. Um, but obviously age with him 
is a is a factor. So I think get get your right tackle for the future in Darnell Wright, and you've got pretty good bookends with Worths um, at the other side. Yeah, the Buccaneers is a weird one because I personally think that their issue is going to be coaching issue. I don't think Todd Bowles is the answer as a coach. I think he's a great coordinator, but I, I, I don't know whether he's a head coach. He's proved that the Jets and now the Buccaneers. But Baker Mayfield obviously has come in and obviously Darnell Wright will be the guy, one of the guys protecting Baker Mayfield. Had an interesting couple of years, of course. He first overall pick in 2018, first callback since 2003 to guide the Browns to the playoffs. Had a injury hit year, which I think was the problem, but then goes to the Panthers, has a terrible time, has a great renaissance in a way against Ra- with the Rams. Um, how do you see his Buccaneers career going? Uh, with uh, do you think it's going to be like the Panthers, where it is just a short stay, or do you can can you see him potentially being the guy for whether it's two, three, four, five years? It's difficult to see it now. Um... I think he can flash. It's just whether that consistency is there. Um, and obviously, part of it will be whether he's got the surrounding cast to, to make it happen. Obviously, he had a strong offensive line in Cleveland when he was playing well. Um, but yeah, I think the books will be on high alert for looking looking for an answer. I think he's, he's a temporary solution for now. And they will be looking for, for a quarterback in the next couple of seasons or, or trading for one. I think it's a wide-open division. I don't. I don't think Derek Carr is the answer to the Saints, um, and we don't know what the quarterback is going to be in his rookie year with the Panthers. So I think that division is wide open, and I think that they could still win a division with Baker, um, and they've still got likes of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin there. So I think, yeah, I think they'll be good. They'll still be right for a year or two, I think. But I don't think long term. I think they'll go back to what they used to be before Brady came in. Um, number twenty is the Seattle Seahawks, and I'm amazed this guy's still here. I almost took him at six with, with a re- slight reach, you could say. Almost took him at six. I may have completely missed out. He may have been taken, but I don't think he has. But I'm taking a pick number twenty, the Seattle Seahawks. They're going with Miles Murphy, a guy I really like. I mean, thirty-six career sacks in college, six forced fumbles, thirty-six tackle for loss, and sixty-one tackles in total. I think this guy is a great prospect, and I was surprised he'd be going as high. I didn't have him at all on my list. I had um in my list for Seahawks, he wasn't even on there because I was convinced he'd be gone by now. But I think he is a fantastic product. Edge Rusher, of course, I think he is a brilliant prospect. And I think Seahawks, they've already got in this draft Jalen Carter on their defensive line. Add in someone like Miles Murphy, I think there'll be a, a fearsome, fearsome defence, I think. Whilst it's not going to be, I don't think it'll quite be Legion of Boom esque, but I think it'll be definitely a, a one to one to look out for in the coming season. Um, Twenty one is the Los Angeles Chargers, which falls to back to Freddie Hall. Freddie, who are you taking at twenty one? Well, to be honest with you, Andy, as horrible as this sounds, I didn't really listen to much of what you were saying. You picked Miles Murphy for Seahawks, right? Just keeping yeah. me on track with what was going. Because <laughs> I'm going from what we're going from one Freddy to another Freddy. Uh, to the Chargers that have made a trade. Oh, okay. Um, uh, with the Dallas Cowboys, it's going to be a pick oh. swap and a third this year, third next year. I think I know where he's going with this, and I, I really like. I really like it. I'm really hoping he does go the way up, but the way I think it's going to go. So uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to Freddie Harper Davis to make the pick. I think with the Cowboys, and one thing I love about them is that they always go for the um, the stud, the, the the talented, exciting player on offense. Um, and obviously, with Zeke going to the Chargers, uh, I'm going. <laughs> The Cowboys need a running back, so oh, I'm whack my elbow as well. <laughs> oh. To oh. take a Texas Longhorn, no less, of course, for the uh, the star on the badge of the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm going to take by Jan Robinson of the Texas Longhorns. I was really intrigued where he's going to go. I mean, I thought maybe the Eagles could even a stretch and got him at number ten, but I, I think that would be a reach, but. As soon yeah. as the offer came in, I was like, because I had Bijan, I, I was like, Chargers, all right, okay, at this point, I reckon I'm going to take Bijan Robinson. Then we think, Drake and the Cowboys could trade. I was like, yeah, let's do that. That sounds like exactly what uh, what um, Jerry Jones would do. It's about to say Jerry Judy, but he's definitely not the owner of the Cowboys. That's exactly what Jerry Jones would do. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, I, I, I don't know how Pollard would feel if that happened because he's spent, what's that, two, three years now behind Zika Elliott. Everyone's saying, 
once Elliot leaves, he'll be the main guy. He was franchise tag this year. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't think he'd be happy if, if he saw him getting someone like B. John Robinson. But I don't know, it's hard to always, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, That's like, um, what's, what's his name? Scotty Pippin at the Bulls back in the day. <laughs> but I think, um, you know, it's um, interesting because you see a lot of players, you guys know from Juju, sometimes you can be the second choice in the position. And when you get that chance at the top spot, maybe you're not always that guy. And I think that the one thing, also, Pollard's been great behind Zeke, but I think he will be fine. But there's a chance he could be like someone like Juju who does who is a great second guy, but not a great first guy. But I think Bijan Robinson, I was surprised he goes to the Cowboys, but I think at the same time, I think Jerry Jones especially loves doing these kind of trades and loves doing these kind of draft picks where it's just the flashiest guy. And I think that it will certainly be an exciting one on draft there if he does go to the um, Cowboys. And of course, it's not far from to go. Of course, being a Texas Longhorn, as you said, you know, hasn't got far to go. Um, 22. It's the Baltimore Ravens who, of course, made all the headlines for the quarterback position. And they are taking number 22 pick. And this is at the hands, once again, of Freddie Harper-Davis. So take it away. Well, I would, in this position, with all the cornerbacks gone, now I would trade down. But unless there's no um, options for anyone who wants to trade up with me, um, I'm not going to take cornerback because I think the bait, the, the Jerry Porter Jr. is gone. Deontay Banks is gone. Christian Gonzalez is gone. So I am left with, I know they've taken OBJ as a wide receiver, but to be honest, I, I don't rate him whatsoever. I'm As a Steelers fan, I'm absolutely delighted he's there on that stupid contract because um, it's taking away precious funds for them to go and actually get some players that might actually make them a, a decent team. Um, so I am going to do a bit of a disservice to my Steelers here. I'm going to take a wide receiver and I'm going to go with Jordan Addison from USC officially, but uh, mostly known for his time at Pitt. I love Addison. He is probably my favourite wide receiver of the draft. I think that, I think, whilst I think Smith and Nijba will be the guy that's taken first of the wide receivers, I do like Addison. I think he's a fantastic player and I think that whoever gets him, I think, for me, is getting the best receiver in the draft and I think he... Well, I think he will straight away come in and maybe straight away make an impact. Um, and I think the Ravens, I think it will certainly help the case with bringing Lamar Jackson back if they have someone like you know, a new young wide receiver. I always think, you know, could the Packers really annoy Aaron Rodgers and take a wide receiver in the first round? But um, I think he could be the guy they, they could take if he gets to that. But yeah, I think he is a brilliant, brilliant player. 23 is a Minnesota Vikings, which is with the hands of Rory Joe Daniels. So Rory, take it away. Yeah, I think Freddie sniped me there again, to be honest. I was toying with the idea of pairing Addison with Justin Jefferson. Uh, that would have been quite a tasty duo. So it's made my job a little bit easier cause between two guys. I've got to go with edge rusher Nolan Smith. Um, I think he offers good value here. Um, I think he'll go, well, I think he'll go a little bit higher than this on draft day. Um, he's got bags of speed off the edge. Um, obviously, you like his sack production to be a little bit higher, um, but I think they can they can work on that. He's, got, he, he's one of the few edge guys in this class that actually has true sort of bend and speed off the edge, so I'd like to see him fit in there, and obviously the Vikings have got Daniel Hunter that they're going to have to sort of contract out with. I think that's in the, the, the offing. They're going to try and do that, and they've committed to Marcus Davenport for one year, 13 million. So that's not a long-term solution. If you're putting all that money into Hunter um, on a long-term deal, on the other side, it'd be nice to have a rookie um, to keep, obviously, the position cost down. So I think Smith would be a nice partner for Hunter. Yeah, great stuff, great stuff. And the Vikings is interesting one. They are a team that was 13-4 last year, lost in their playoff, first playoff game. But they bought in Brian Flores, who has come from the Steelers by the Dolphins to the um, Minnesota Vikings. Now, they, they had a, issues of defence last season. Do you see Rory, Brian Flores changing that, even though the players haven't really changed much, I don't think, defensively in that team um, since the upgrades? Um, do you think Brian Flores could be the upgrade rather than any players at that defensive um, unit? Yeah, I think Flores has been fairly successful, hasn't he? We've, we've seen him be, be a good addition. Um, and I think it'd be the same with the Vikings, obviously. I think looking at their secondary, um, 
you're going to need some of them younger guys to, to take a step and that might be something that he'll, he'll focus in on. Um, but other than that, Hunter is obviously such a dangerous player. Um, and if they can get some out of Davenport, I mean, the size is there. He's just never reached his potential, did he, at, at New Orleans? So, yeah, I think he can make something work. I think I think the, the structure of his defence will, will help there. And and they've got some young players. I know Louis Seen will be back. So, yeah, I think it'd be an interesting one. Certainly a defence to watch. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've spoken on this podcast many times. I, I loved Brian Flores when he was at charge, a head coach at the Dolphins. I, in a way, I'd still live him now, but I don't think we get the same product out of two that McDaniel has. But I, I certainly was um, you know, sad to see him go, but I hope he does well wherever he goes and hopefully does well with the Vikings. Um, now, the 24th pick is the one that was part of a trade back all the way in pick number 13, as I traded with Freddie Hall. The Jets pick, as I gave my way to the, I moved up the Jaguars from 24 to 13, and now the Jets have the 24th pick as a result. So, Freddie Hall, back to you. Um, who's been picked? Sorry, I've been concentrating on my um, Chargers pick so much, I completely forgot I had the Jets pick. Um, <laughs> so, let me just re- reconfigure myself a little bit here. So, the Jets traded down. Hmm. I think this is going to be something that I think could be a peripheral. It's this is not an exotic pick, even to be honest with you. Um, the uh, well, would it be? It could it be? You know what? Actually, no. I I yeah, I'm going to go a bit more excitement than I thought because I I, I think uh, this guy. A lot of people think he has first round potential. Um, I think Robert Salah. He's got the defensive where he wants it to be, but it's just about reinforcing it and getting more talent, I suppose. Um, and I, I think that could be uh, that could be just getting depth in a way. And I'm going to go for the Pittsburgh defensive tackle, Kalijah Kansi. Because, um, well, I, I'm trying to spell his name at the same time as talking about him. You know, I don't know how to at all. But I, I, this could even be Brian Brzee. Uh, but Kalijah Kansi, Kansi, for a lot of people, is... A, a very good deep tackle. A lot of comparisons obviously go to Pittsburgh and being a defensive tackle to Aaron Donald. Not that I'm saying he's going to be in the next Aaron Donald, but there is a lot of people that are very, very hot on him. And I think the Jets would be very happy against 24 and, and picking up a player like Hansi. Okay, okay. Um, 25th pick is at the hands of the New York Giants. And this time it's the turn of you again, Freddie. So I, I've, I've got the next three picks, I think. <laughs> oh, you have, um, yes. You've got the 25th pick and you've got the 25th, 25th, 25th. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Right. Okay. Now I know what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm all set now. Collage Kansas to the Jets at 24. 25, the New York Giants. Uh, they're going to take Quentin Johnston, the big body receiver at TCU. Um, a lot of wide receivers are being mocked to the New York Giants, but I, I feel like people love the idea of like Jackson Smith and Jigba dropping to that position or. Um, um, or Jordan Anderson, I think it's just more of the same for the Giants. I think they need someone different, and that is Quentin Johnston, who's a bit more of a big-bodied receiver. Um, obviously, Kenny Golladay was a complete fail for the New York Giants, and they've got a lot of small guys who are pretty quick and, and, and very can play in the slot and play on the outside. I mean, Quentin Johnston can play on the outside, but he's the big body that Daniel Jones can go to and be like the dependable guy. Um, he and, and, and Jones is going to need that because he's just been paid a lot of money, and they're going to expect a lot of him in New York. I'm going to go Quinton Johnson. And then I'm going to go to the Chargers. And I've just found this one really hard. This one I've just been playing around with because I really like the idea of Jalen Hyatt. But then I've been looking at their depth chart. And I... You know what? No, I'm going to stick with Jalen Hyatt, actually, because I was going to think about Brian Branch. But I don't... I, I don't... I, I can't convince myself that is a good enough fit. So I think I'm going to go Jalen Hyatt, who I believe is out of um, Tennessee, I believe. I could be wrong about that though, but I know that he's a um, he's, he's a bit more small boy, but he's a very he's very 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 quick. He's he's the wheel, and not necessarily that maybe they need wheels on the Chargers' offense, but their their offense when the wide receivers were going down last year is, is spotty. They they know that. Um, hopefully Keenan Williams and, and Mike Williams, uh, so Keenan Allen and Mike Williams can keep fit for the whole season next uh, this season come in because. Their offense really slows down when they're not in that team. Obviously, Austin Eckler rumored to be traded as well. They're going to need some more more bodies. They let a lot of the wide receivers go as well. They did bring a few back, but I think Jalen Hyatt. Um, for some people, believe that he is a first round talent. Um, 
Not even sure if I believe that, but um, it's the direction I think the Chargers may go in. Okay, that means 27 pick goes to the Buffalo Bills, and it's a turn of Freddie Harper Davis. On that, that, sorry, no, it's not me. Buffalo Bills at the hands of Rory Joe Daniels. So, Rory, take it away. Yeah, I'm going to continue the run of wide receivers. I'm going to take Zay Flowers out of Boston College. So, it's an arms race uh, in the AFC, and if you're going to compete with the, the Bengals wide receivers and um, Mahomes in Kansas City, you need to keep adding weapons. Uh, I think Gabe Davis didn't really take the step that some Bills fans expected from him last season to pair with Stefan Diggs. So we'll just chuck another body in there. Um, I think Flowers, although he's small, I think he can survive on the outside because he's such a good route runner. Uh, he just He's very efficient and very smooth and very quick. Um, so he could be used inside and outside. Um, and I think Josh Allen would love him. Um, and getting getting those extra weapons is gonna is a is a luxury, isn't it? When you get to this stage of the draft, you can a lot of the, the boards are open to you. Um, and I think that I think the Bills would be pretty happy with Flowers. Okay, there's a trade on our hands, and this one is a bit of a curveball, a bit of a one that no one will be expecting coming out of this episode. So obviously the pick number 28 is my pick, which is the Cincinnati Bengals. Now they have traded with the Miami Dolphins who have given away their second round pick from this year, a seventh round pick from this year and a third round pick from next year. And they're going to take offensive tackle Michael Tipman. He's someone that I think Tua needs as much protection as possible. The Dolphins have been aggressive the last couple of years. They've gone out and got Tyree Kill. They've traded the first round picks to get Bradley Chubb. And they did all that trading in 21 to get um, Jalen Waddle in the draft at number six. So I think the Dolphins, I can see them going to the first round. Whether they take you know, Jameer Gibbs, whether they go and get someone like an offensive tackle such as Tittman, uh, but I think that I can see us still picking in the first round. I think we'll be aggressive in some way. I think the Bengals, you could argue maybe they need an offensive lineman. I'll get your thoughts on that rule in a minute as well. But I think that, you know, with addition of, um, you know, um, his name's completely passing by Orlando Brown. Um, I think they've got a great talent there, and I think they've already improved their offensive line. They went from him being the most sack quarterback in 2021 to then being the sixth most, I believe it was, in 2022. So there's improvements there. And I think that whilst the Bengals probably need the offensive line just as much as the Dolphins do, I, I can see the Bengals potentially trading back. But Rory, as a Bengals fan in this podcast, thoughts on that? Yeah, I do think the Bengals will consider trading back. It's just their sort of style at, at that late round. Um, you could expect somebody coming into the first round to, to sort of maybe look at Hendon Hooker, getting him on the five-year deal. Um, so, yeah, I do think the Bengals would consider it. There's a few guys on the board there, like you said. Um, they might be looking at somebody like Anton Harrison to come in and be a right tackle. Um, or Emmanuel Forbes, I know, has been mocked a lot to us at, at cornerback. But, yeah, they're definitely, definitely open to getting more picks. Okay, and then we've got uh, three more picks left before we do end the draft, and we have got a 10-minute time limit left, so we'll try and rattle through these last three picks. Um, first of all, it's pick number 29. Now, this is the New Orleans Saints via the 49ers, uh, and this is the hands of Freddie Hall. So, Freddie, who are the Saints picking at 29? Um, so, Rory's just sparked the name in my mind, actually, because I was just flicking through, and I, I did do the same if I could pop up, but Emmanuel Forbes, actually, I'm going to pick him at quarterback for, for the Saints, I think. Saints could easily go edge here as much as they don't maybe need it. I think that there's ages on their side at their um, the age isn't on their side, sorry, at the edge position. They could certainly look at going there and looking again a bit younger, but their cornerback room has been depleted a bit and is, is getting older and it isn't with the healthiest diva. Um, I think someone like Emmanuel Forbes, who for a lot of people is a peripheral first round, second round, second day talent at least. Um, I mean, again, if the Steelers took an offensive tackle uh, with our 17 pick, if Forbes was there at, at 32, I'd be very happy to go and get him. Um, so I, I, I'm going to yeah, stick with the same thing, taking Emmanuel Forbes, a decent cornerback um, to fill in that room. Okay, and then pick 30, the penultimate pick of the draft is the Eagles, and this was Freddie Harper-Davis. Yeah, I've I've spent the last ten minutes and I haven't had a pick for a while trying to think of something ridiculous just to throw the draft up a bit, and uh, I've come up with it. So the Eagles are going to trade away a twenty-four 
first round pick. Um, a this pick. So this is the first rounder as well. So two first rounders. Ooh, okay. And also a, another second. <laughs> so the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, no. Who are they picking? But first of all, so this is a weird. This is a weird thing. So the Eagles are going to trade with the Lions, who are also on my pick. So that's going to be for like a, a third round pick. And then the Lions are going to throw away a first round pick in twenty four <laughs> and a first round pick in twenty five, because I think eventually they're going to move on from Jared Goff. Hmm. I'm still trying to consider who to give Lamar Jackson to and get the Ravens in the first round because I want the Ravens to take Hooker because I've got the Ravens so I want to do something ridiculous but I'm thinking maybe not. No, I'm going to change my mind. I don't think um, Brian um, Breezy hasn't gone yet, has he? Or Brazil, however you No, I don't think so. So I'm going to go with the Eagles and take him from Clemson because they need a defensive tackle because they lost... um, Hargrave to the uh, 49ers. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with with him. I was going to go mental, but no, I think <laughs> a sensible pick there, sadly. That would have been, been some trade. I was thinking like... What I was thinking hell? about the logic there and thinking that doesn't work. So I'm going to go with the defensive tackle. Um, and then finally, pick number 31, the final pick of the first round, is the champions in the Chiefs. And this is the hands of Rory Joe. So Rory, with the final pick of the first round, Who's been taken? Uh, we're going to sneak in uh, edge rusher from Iowa State, Will McDonald. Um, so he's very much a speed rusher. I think you wouldn't want him on early down straight away in his NFL career. He needs to add a bit of bulk in the run game. But that's fine for the for the Chiefs. They took Carl Aftis in the first round last year. He's a more physical um, defensive end. So getting a, a, a bendy speed rusher like McDonald will just, just add to ammunition to that pass rush. Fantastic. And that is the end of our second ever uh, mock draft on the Crossbow podcast. Just to quickly uh, go over the picks overall again. So highlights include Bryce Young going first overall with um, Cardinals, the, the, the Texans, taking Will Anderson, the sweep the edge over a quarterback. The Raiders trading up to get CJ Stroud. We had a total of one, two, three, four, five, six. A 10, 11, um, 11 total trades this first round. Includes the Pittsburgh trading up to get Christian Gonzalez, uh, the Falcons trading up to get Devin Witherspoon, the Bears trading down all the way to number 17 and getting Broderick Jones, um, the Chargers trading down to get Jaden Hyatt, and the Jets also trading down to get Killian Canty. And yeah, that is the end of the first, the second ever edition of the mock draft. So first of all, thank you to all of our guests for coming on and enjoying this, this crazy mock draft that we had today. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for having us. It's no problem at all. Uh, before we do go, um, Freddie, what has to look forward to on the on the Franchise Tag podcast? Well, we've just been around a debate tonight about what we're looking forward to, to be honest with you. We traditionally do an alternative mock draft where we fire a load of random things that uh, our friend Andrew on the, uh, on the pod and he does a mock with us, but that could be what we do tomorrow. But if we can't make tomorrow, we're going to be doing just general draft talk on Thursday. And uh, got a lot of articles as well that are on the website in regards to the draft. So a lot more coming the franchise tag way. Yeah, and you can find my article on where Richardson does go in the draft. Um, and also another one who's been writing articles recently is Rory Joe, calls the touchdowns. You did your own mock draft, which Freddie was a part of um, the other day. So what has to look forward to on the touchdown? Uh, yeah, so there's loads of stuff over there. Uh, Cy, Carol, um, he's done all, I think he's got a big board out there got his positional rankings um i've done some top five offense and defense uh i'll be doing a mock draft that'll come out on thursday um and there's just loads of stuff there george somerville does some great history stuff um and i've done the perfect picks which has got a lot of different writers from different teams um doing all mock drafts for their own teams so that they're an interesting read as well and also you can find my articles on there as well uh, i do write for them now and again from time to time um, and then finally, Freddie, um, what I'd look forward to for you at the moment? Any sort of podcast appearances, any articles you're going to write, or what's the um, what's going on in the world of Freddie? I won't mention the Plymouth game recently. I won't mention your trip to Wembley, but um, otherwise than that, what's there to look forward to? 
it's all quite on the Western front at the moment. Um, so, uh, yeah, just sitting back and enjoying the draft on Thursday night. Um, we'll probably watch some of the second and third round um, on the Friday as well. Particularly interested to see what the Steelers do with that 30-second pick. Thanks, Miami, for the uh, and Chicago for the uh, chance to have a 30-second pick in the second round. Um, so looking forward to seeing what we're going to do there, whether we trade down, whether we um, pick I don't know whoever's going to be left on the board. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, and no, for the time being, just sitting back and enjoying as a neutral. So, um, yeah, and looking on the rest of you and see what you write up about the draft as well. Great, Seth. And if you're listening or watching, wherever you watch a draft, whether it's at live at the time, whether it's the next morning, watching it recorded, hope you all enjoy this year's draft and hope you've all enjoyed this episode. So this has been the Across the Pod uh, NFL mock draft. I've been Andy, it's been the two Freddies and Roy Joe, and we will see you guys next time.